We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next up, TJ2K, rocking my RJ jersey. I don't, he says Row, but I'm guessing that's now. Or maybe that's Row is short for Rowan. A uh, mm-hmm. lot of good memories. And then three broken heart emojis. Yeah, like, this is why sports is awesome. We get attached to these players and, you know, their future and their investment and their performance for our teams. And it sucks when they're no longer part of your team. The, the example I used when... IQ didn't extend over a couple months ago. It was like, as as a Mets fan, as I always bring up baseball, like when Jacob deGrom signed with the Texas Rangers, I was like, you know, that's a gigantic contract that the Mets are probably better off not paying. It's going to suck the first time he has like 13 strikeouts in a performance with the Rangers. And then Jacob deGrom got hurt six games into his career with the Rangers. And that contract looks a bit bit shaky. I still hated the six games that he played for the Rangers and it's like the Mets did anything with it. Um, the first time RJ has 30 points for the the, the Raptors and like it's I, I wish I had time to do this with John here but like to say he doesn't have an impact on winning just completely ignores the playoffs and like that will be the memories that I take from RJ Barrett. Him going off in game three when they went him going off in game four when they won, he was a gigantic contributor to them winning a series this most recent postseason. So I can't mm-hmm. completely say that he never contributed to winning. It had gotten really bad this year, which is why I think we're at a place now where I'm okay, obviously letting him go. But I respect you, TJ2K, that um, I, I feel for you and I empathize that like your favorite player most likely got traded today. So. Uh, I, first, I'll start off. I completely agree. RJ was a huge part of also one of my favorite moments, uh, which was the Celtics game. Like that buzzer beater. Oh, yeah. The buzzer was, beater. Yeah. That's one of my favorite KFS moments. That's one of my favorite moments as a Nick fan. All these great things that RJ was a part of. The playoffs, I mean, that was that's probably the peak of where I've been as a Knicks fan, which uh, I mean, there are two seasons where they've won six games in the playoffs in the last... 20 plus years um, where I really remember them too. 
it was this and it was the Mellow Years. And the Mellow Years, it felt like with, I, I'm not going to say the center's name to trigger people, but like that was jarring. And it, it, it was the feeling of, oh, well, the Knicks will be back there. And they weren't until this point where it feels different because they're truly building not at their peak and then the rest of the team kind of crumbles. And I just, I, I really appreciate that RJ was able to contribute that level of basketball and add to the fandom for an enjoyment for this. That's why we watch. We watch to see this team do well. And uh, it's, it's tough. And I just, I think back to this summer where he did play well and there were still some cracks in the armor. It didn't feel quite like he was back, but the, or he was there and, and taking that leap, but there were improvements. There were meaningful improvements with how he was passing on drives. You just wanted to see more of that. And it didn't really happen. So, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm very curious as well moving forward. And this is the other benefit of CAA, which is not an agency that represented RJ. And it's not one that represents Randall, but like, is there a way that they can help make this work? Because we know where Leon Rose's ties are. We know all of these things about in line and everything. And, and Mensa mentioned in our group chat. Uh, I was literally said, about to read it. If you want me to read it. Thank you, Mensa. Yeah, go for it. Um, so shout out to Mensa, who I'm, I'm sure feels almost identical to what TJ2K is saying about um, losing RJ Barrett today. Uh, Jake Fisher is reporting that OG Ananobi is open to giving a discount to the Knicks. And from his most recent report for Yahoo, what's next for New York? The Knicks didn't land OG Ananobi without an understanding of his own financial considerations. OG Ananobi held meetings with several agencies this past offseason when he decided to leave Clutch Sports telling potential representation he was interested in a larger offensive role that would be commiserate, commensurate excuse me, with a salary figure in the ballpark of $40 million in average annual value, league sources tell Yahoo. However, Ananobi did leave the potential, those potential agents with the impression he would be willing to accept a smaller figure if he were to have landed in New York, sources said. And it's relevant to note the Indiana product did ultimately sign with CAA, which has deep connections with New York leadership. So, mm-hmm. a man that... Look, we all thought it when the move happened this summer. When he went to CAA, we all connected, oh, Knicks. And now it looks like he might even take a discount in his extension. Where is that how you are perceiving this as well? That's how I see it. It's You work together as a, as a unit and it yeah. certainly helps when you have a whole bunch of players and two of the targets... Sorry, let me back that up. All three of the targets that we have talked about for, hey, what are players that could at the very least raise your floor super high up and probably your ceilings too? Uh, in no particular order, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. Where are they all repped, Andrew? All CAA. All former Leon Rose clients too, which is the, the crazier part. Mm. I, I forget yeah. who I saw tweeted this out on the timeline when we were getting ready, but... Like the Knicks are going to want to extend OG Ananobi. They'll have to work with his agent. And who's his agent at the moment? Sam Rose, Leon Rose's son and Jalen Brunson's agent as well. And I'll, it, here's the other thing. I will see if this is the right way, but something just tells me and I can, it's hard for me to count other people's money. <laughs> I think that we're going to see over the next few years, really the next, let's call it year and a half every player buying in that needs to buy in. And we've already started to see it. And here's why 
Jalen Brunson signed a huge contract at the time for a player who'd never been named to an all-star team. We knew when we were recording it that that was actually going to be a totally fine deal and very happy with it. And it turns out it's one of the best contracts in the NBA. So that's fine. Okay. You then move on to this past summer. Dante DiVincenzo took less than the middle level, the full mid-level exception to sign. How did that become available? Well, yes, the Knicks moved Obi Toppin, but also Josh Hart opted into his player option. He took that player option and extended off of that at a lower amount. He did the Knicks a solid, and DiVincenzo came in, did the Knicks a slight solid by taking a little bit less than he probably could have gotten. You then get the possibility of, oh, okay, well, what if OG were to take less money to make things work with the math? What if Randall takes a max extension, which is not a max contract when he would be a free agent? What if Brunson extends off of his final year and all these players come together and say, we want a title. We want to contend. This gives us the chance to do it because of what this new CBA does to super teams. And if all these guys are buying in, what more could you want? What more could you ask for with a bunch of players who just want to do nothing but win a title and are willing to to eat millions and millions of dollars in order to make that opportunity come to play, come to fruition. So that's, that's my hope slash prediction moving forward. It's my hope and not prediction, but hope that your prediction is right as well. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, Jaws so focused. Sad to see oh, you were supposed to read this one. I'll just read it. Jaws so focused. Sad to see RJ and IQ go, but the Knicks acquired a player that 28, 25 to 28 other teams can incorporate and use in their starting lineup. Fits like a glove here. 100%. Ja. Mm -hmm. The whole sentiment. The sad to see IQ go. And I know there are some people that are sad to see RJ go too. Uh, but I, this was a guy. That's why I'm so stunned that this is what the, what, what the deal was. That it, Again, I was expecting to see a pick or two that was higher than the 31st pick in the draft this year. And the fact that it was two rotation players, one of which is probably his lowest value so far. Um, I, I'm, I, 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 I can't really complain with what the deal is. I understand it completely. Yeah. I also walk something back. John and I talked about how, why now? And we thought it was the two losses. And um, maybe that's the case. But also, as Bobby Marks tweeted, uh, and I missed this just in the rush of everything going on. Just wasn't able to focus on it. Starting on New Year's Eve, Ananobi is eligible to extend for two years and $40 million. So Christoph Porzingis did exactly that in that he extended for a two-year deal shortly after. And so the philosophy there is, okay, great. Well, less money and stick around and let's, let's assemble something together. But I agree, Josh. If it's like a glove. He'll be here for a bit. Dom to dentist. Thank you very much. Uh, the unsaid in uh, this is what we re-sign him for. Anything above $30 million would kill most of my excitement about this trade barring uh, unprecedented productivity. Yeah. Well, we'll see what that is, but I'll tell you, even if he signs for around 30 million, it would certainly be $20 million less than the combination of RJ and IQ. And I know a lot of fans would be like, well, I'd happily pay for that. And that's that's totally valid. But yes, locking in OG to a team-friendly deal would probably take this from even your most like upset friend who's a fan, going like, I hate this, to like, I hate it, but I get it, to I hate it, but I get it. And also, that's a really good extension number if it plays out that way. So I really do get it. 
Looking at you, XJ. Feel better. <laughs> you read this one too. Uh, Drazov. IQ is about to go on a tear now that he'll be starting. I'm going to miss that dude big time, man. Hashtag NBA all vibes first team. Yeah, I, I just play with joy. It was infectious to watch him. He was my second favorite Nick behind Brunson. I now have to search for a new second favorite Nick. And uh, that's okay. Because the Knicks got better today in terms of what they need to build that team. But it it'll hurt to see him go. And I really can't. I'm happy for Toronto, a division rival. I'm not going to love that. Uh, but the good news is that even your uh, the Knicks fan who watches all 82 and doesn't really watch a lot of other games gets to see Emmanuel quickly four times a year. It's not 82, but it's better than two times. <laughs> Next up, Frank Sound. I want that Deuce, Quentin Grimes, OG, and Mitch Tibbs masterclass. My goodness. That's, and Josh Hart, and then they, there's your four. Okay, they're gonna yeah, score I, six points in a quarter, but they might allow <laughs> they might allow five, which is they, yeah, exactly, yeah. Josh, so focused. Uh, we'll do two and two. Boston buzzer beater skipping through the garden. Um, so TD oh, Garden, so to be clear, exactly. Let's yeah. Be, I don't remember him well, skipping through the garden as much. So Josh, so focused. I think is I'm gonna translate this and hopefully spin it so that what you didn't call Boston Garden the garden. Exactly. When RJ hit the three, quickly was in the backcourt and started skipping himself. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that you're referring to that moment, the RJ buzzer beater, plus quickly skipping in the garden that same moment. Um, if you're referring to quickly getting 38 in overtime against the Celtics, that was in Toronto Dominion Bank Financial Arena. Okay. That was not the garden. <laughs> anyway, you're up. Uh, Robert Cross, it is fair and reasonable for fans to have different opinions on players and it not be a hive mentality. Most of us want to win, period. No pushback whatsoever. I agree. That's totally fine. I think, again, this is, as Andrew always says, this is fandom, uh, fanatics. Like, we can be tribal. We can do whatever we want in terms of these fans. I think the so much of wanting to manifest it and hope for the best, we also have this innate need to be right. Each and every one of us, how much we care about how right we are is a totally different thing. And this is not directed Robert Hives, anything, just in general, because much of social media has turned into agendas and it can be difficult to sort through that. You can have agendas. You can have fun with it. If you love a player and that's what gives you joy, go forth and do it. Just to me, it's and this is more basketball than anything like comes to baseball, I'm just like, screw it. Spend money, Hal. I don't care. It's not my money. And Bass was like, well, let's be a little bit more reasonable about this. And I recognize not everyone's going to see it that same way. And that's totally fine. And I want people to enjoy their fandom in the way they can. And I appreciate everyone who comes to our podcast, who looks for similar to discussion that I like to have, that Andrew likes to have, um, or just something that's different than what they're used to and wants a change of pace. That's all fantastic. I also don't fault people for loving players and seeking comfort in watching them go. Yeah. No issue whatsoever. Uh, Gbo, folks better not hate on OG when he has bad games. Probably will. I mean, that's fine. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you though, like I see a lot of uh, tweets about Obi when he has good games. I don't see tweets about Obi when he has bad games. I'm going to see tweets about Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett when they have good games. I'm probably not going to see many when they have bad games. I'll see some tweets about OG having good games and I'll definitely see some tweets about OG having bad games. 
just the way it is. That's how people are wired. And that's okay. Anthony, uh, thank you for the contribution. Gonna miss IQ, but it was the deal that was needed. I, it, this sentiment continues to be, I think, the general uh, emotion today from a lot of people that gonna miss IQ and potentially RJ. But I, like, what they? I think when the the IQ extension didn't happen, I was like, you know what? At least I hope when they trade them, it's for somebody that I think they could use. And oh boy, can they use OT and Novi? And I. I very excited to see what he does in a Nick uniform. But I want to compliment, especially the people I'm seeing here. And again, the fan base is very varied. It's always going to be, it's not, it's not homogenous, but like people have taken this really well, truly. And I appreciate that because it's nice to see a similar vision. Cause Andrew, how many, how many of these live streams do we do? And it's often us trying to talk people off of ledges. It's oh. nice to have a situation where pretty much all of the super chats we have are like, yeah, this sucks, but I get it. So thank you. Thank you, people. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Drazov, again, but with IQ and RJ gone, does this mean we could see an OG extension plus re-sign iHeart move now that money has been freed up? What do you think about the I? As a Hartenstein part of all this can't extend him until it can't extend him at all. The, the Knicks can offer him 175%. Well, he's saying resign. He's saying resign. So Fair. sorry. Apologies. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. hundred percent. I think that that certainly helps. I mean, I, again, I'm looking at the numbers now for next year and the Knicks have significant tax space and that's not including any move that they would make with Evan Fournier, but it also includes Isaiah Hartenstein's cap hold on the books. His cap hold is not going to be that different than the amount of money he's eligible to make at most. So uh, I think I, they're in a really good spot. They're in a better spot now financially than they were a few hours ago because there's more certainty uh, and likely even more so when if OG signs an extension. This is for you, directed oh, at you. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Robert Cross, Captain Kickball. I will forever dislike you for your trade propaganda of IQ. That being said, Gerson Rose, I should hire you anyway. Yeah, listen, I can't go on a, on a tangent about agendas and hives and then be like, well, for this. So all I'm going to say is, Robert, I know you're hurting today, so I'm sorry you're hurting. Same, Robert. Absolute mm -hmm. same. Go ahead. Greg film stuff. Uh, thank you for the super chat contribution as an RJ fan who was growing impatient with this inconsistent play on both ends. You upgrade with OG and you finally add legit wings. Love precious in this deal as well. It's Flynn who can score good deal. We will uh, miss IQ tremendously. Well said. Cosign. Anthony Sixto, love the mood. F love the move. Feels like it opens up a lot more paths forward. Both IQ and RJ deserve a salute from all the fans for being a key part of pulling this franchise out of the mud. I, again, the that sentiment and that that might just be like the the two sentence uh, overall breakdown or summary of how I think generally I I feel Jeremy feels and the majority of of our fans at least feel today. Drazov again. Mitch, also signature homegrown player with RJ and IQ. Yeah, I... Uh, 
It's going to look weird if next year Mitch is somehow gone and also Grimes is gone. And it's like, so Julius Randle's the longest tenured Nick now. I'll be honest. I (laughs) like, I'm at the point now where I don't think I feel like it's not going to be an if. So it's a when. Yeah, that's just how I feel. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning, to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With basketball season fully underway, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, take Jalen Brunson over in points or Julius Randle over in rebounds and combine it with two NFL picks like Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards or Zach Wilson over in interceptions. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, I'll let you read RJ this. team. This trade doesn't happen if Mitch doesn't get injured or will it? I love the deal, by the way. Hashtag OG team now. I think it does. I think that this, if anything, the Knicks would go into this being like, okay, yeah, we've got a pretty ferocious defense between OG and Mitch. And also DiVincenzo can add something there. And you surround Randall and Brunson with two elite defenders uh, based on how Mitch was playing this year, certainly. And uh, a really strong one. Plus Hart. Um, plus Grimes, who still exists uh, for now on this team. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I think this would have happened no matter what. It's this, this just has felt so necessary. And this, the final thing for me was when OG moved from clutch to CAA. Mm-hmm. This was like, okay, yeah, they're they're scheming. They found a way to scheme. Excellent. And keep in mind for OG, I mean, yes, he was part of that Raptors team, but like I said, he did not play in the playoffs. So he won a ring, but he didn't 
get the opportunity to showcase how good he could be. And he's certainly grown since then uh, as a player. But yeah, I think this happens no matter what. It's just unfortunate that Mitch is hurt. It truly is. I um, just want to commend RJ team. That's literally his display name who said hashtag OG team. Now that is mm-hmm. growth, my friends. That is that is rational growth. So shout out to that you, OG, OG team. That's what I'm going to call you from now on if you don't change your name. OG team. <laughs> You're up. Stanley Fritz, Friday, uh, first time, long time. I think quickly takes a leap in Toronto, but I'm over the moon for us. Yeah, he finally gets the opportunity to, to spread his wings and be good for them. And I will expect them to take a sabbatical once again this year, trying to be bad, which will be hard because Emmanuel quickly is a very good basketball player who will certainly be energized and have opportunities to succeed. But they'll trade Siakam, I gather. They'll probably try to get something for... Gary Trent Jr., what little that might be, but still something. And then uh, keep their pick this year and then go into next year and say, let's just be a really good young team that can play well with Scotty Barnes and Emmanuel Quickly. And I, I still feel like the Siakam to the Pacers has made more sense for them than OG did for the Pacers. I would expect them to take Siakam at this point. But uh, if that's the case, like, are they getting Jairus Walker? Because not a bad player to start including in your team. Is it the Thunder pick that the Pacers own? Very easily could be. That's, uh, you know, for 29-year-old expiring free agent, like, it's a good haul. So do that. Take care of business this year. Next year, be that good, young, upstart team. This also keeps Messiah and Bobby Webster employed. Uh, Look, do I think they would have been fired if they had these guys had walked? Maybe, probably not, but maybe. But now the turnaround, the pitch to management is we have a team around Scotty Barnes. We can get this pick. It'll be a top six pick. Uh, We'll have quickly. We'll have, you know, maybe Walker. We'll have all these other guys and other assets and let's just keep working on it. And that'll be great. And uh, that's the sell. And I think that's a compelling one, especially because look at how the media has often eaten up what Masai Ujiri does sometimes when it's not necessarily as deserved as it should be. Next up, Alex, a.k.a. Fargo Tufo. It's bad enough that I lost my bet with Macri last night. They had a bet going that we wouldn't see more than five minutes of Randall at the five this year. And last night, for the fourth quarter alone, we saw more than five minutes of Randall at the five. Um, so uh, not bad job by you, Alex. I would have taken the, the under on that bet, too. Uh, so John wins that. But then he adds, but one of my favorite Knicks is going to play for a team I hate. Yeah, I, I empathize with the Alex. I don't have the no. same uh, uh, distaste for the Raptors I, for personal reasons that Jeremy knows. I've been a comp- bit of a complicated history with Canada, but um, yeah, I am. Um, I, I completely understand that it's gonna suck watching one of your favorite former Knicks now play for a team you don't like. It'd be like if you got traded to to Boston or Brooklyn or my my God, if you got traded to Miami today, how that how annoyed it would have been that he'd be like the perfect heat culture guy, you know? So next up. Uh, Hush Z, the most bittersweet trade that's that has happened in the past decade. Lost two homegrown, so I loved like family members. I wish them the best. Let's go Knicks. I would say this is got to be the most bittersweet because the Porzingis trade happens and it's like this all happened so quickly uh, no pun intended and I get that this happened this trade happened out of nowhere today but 
it almost feels like we've talked about OG for so long that it was like, yeah. And RJ has been struggling for so long. It was like, yeah. And I accused contract situation. That was also, so yeah. And uh, you put all that together and you get this in terms of other homegrown talent. I think a lot of fans certainly felt about Obi, but the writing was on the wall in a different way there. And Obi didn't quite have the same impact on a city. I mean, here's the other thing to keep in mind. The Knicks tanked the 2018-19 season and their reward for that awful year was RJ Barrett. And so when you go from that and you have the worst odds and you don't get Zion or Jaw, and it's RJ and you put your beliefs in the young scoring guard who uh, is 19 years old. There's a lot to take from that. There's a lot of promise there. And then you just keep building with them and you want to believe in them and you want them to succeed. And, uh, and quickly being, you know, quickly was one of those margin guys where you just, you expect a nice thing. You hope for something. Right? There, there's so many of those picks in the twenties where you're just like it, they didn't become NBA caliber players. They they didn't become rotation players and quickly became a starter with the 25th pick in the draft. So to watch him shoot up the draft boards, the Knicks trade up, they get him. Uh, it's, it hurts. It, it definitely hurts. But we all know what the, the name on the front of the jersey is always going to be larger than the name on the back. Let's do with another one. I'm happy about OG and Precious. Even Malachi is a sneaky potential. The thought of an OG Mitch Pickenard deep pick and roll defense. Uh, woof. Sign me up any day of the week. Good time. I. Uh, if Mitch is back, <laughs> if Mitch is back in here next year, then yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a great defense. I, I, I genuinely don't know if they're going to ever have the opportunity to play together. I really don't. Well, Maybe Mitch will talk to the doctors that Aaron Rodgers talked to and he'll be back within mm-hmm. like, he'll be back next week at a certain point. Who believes in science better? Who knows science better <laughs> than, than quarterback of the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers? Anyway, James Lee, uh, as an official KFS RJ hater, my question is, why is no one sad that RJ is leaving? Not a rhetorical question, but I don't wonder why at all. James you may win for most poorly aged super chat of the oh, day because there are people sad that RJ <laughs> is leaving. I think even his most staunch of defenders had gotten to a point where the numbers just are what they are. Um, I was at the point where I was like, if I don't think a trade is going to happen, I think there needs to be a starting lineup change and a serious, honest conversation about RJ and what he is and what his role is on this version of the team, especially when you looked at what the Josh Hardy manual quickly lineup data said. And look, if, if you're an RJ Barrett lover, like the antithesis of James Lee and certain other KFS people, um, you should be happy that he went to probably the perfect place for him to build his, the new version of himself, uh, a place that he is a quite literally a national hero. Um, when you talk to people in Canada about RJ, he is just looked at it very differently than the polarizing player he is in New York. Agreed. Next up. Kevin oh, I'm you, letting you read this one. <laughs> I know we are viewing this from York's perspective, but can you guys spend a minute on the Toronto's perspective? Why do you think they agreed to the deal? Sure, Kevin. So first and foremost, the, the Raptors 
really needed someone to run the offense. Uh, sure, Schroeder's not the answer. They need someone to pair with Barnes, who is going to be the offensive focal point. And having someone like that in IQ is incredibly important. Uh, I am surprised that they took RJ. The obvious reasons are Canada. But the thing that always questioned me was play style. And I just feel as though... I mentioned that the Raptors have been really in on deflections per game. But it's also maybe shifted because they have a different head coach who maybe doesn't emphasize that quite in the same way that Nick Nurse used to. So as a result, uh, perhaps their process has changed. I also don't know if other teams were interested or interested. And you could look at that as, well, maybe the Pacers weren't willing to give what the Knicks gave. Maybe they were, but OG was threatening to cost a lot of money. How much was agency representation a factor in all of this in facilitating a player to get to where he might want to go? So from the Toronto angle, it could always be our backs are against the wall. What's the best we can do here? And we could do far worse than Emmanuel quickly to be our starting point guard. RJ Barrett, who is Mr. Canada in a lot of ways for them, um, a homegrown player. And the 31st pick in the draft in all likelihood. So uh, I, I guess the other point is it depends on how you view RJ from a pick standpoint and how you view quickly from a pick standpoint. Because quickly is certainly going to be positive draft assets. What he would be on his own, I I don't know. We, we won't know. That's not how he was traded. Um, and he won't likely be dealt for future picks because he's better as a player than what the future picks would be. And RJ, it's a really tricky situation because he is a higher usage, inefficient player who is still 23 years old, has time on his side, but just hasn't changed his stripes, so to speak. So I don't, you know, it's a calculated risk, but the bet is on quickly and on RJ to be there with him. Cause also the, the worst things for Scotty Barnes than to be flanked by a player who can still go out and get 20 points per game, especially for a team that their focus doesn't have to be on winning this year. And they can always retool and turn around and be like, what can we do moving forward? Um, it'll be a transitional next few years for them anyway. And I think that's probably where RJ will fit just fine. Transitionally. I was pulling a graphic, so maybe I, I just tuned out for a second and missed. But did you mention what they might do with Siakam? Yeah, I did. I, I okay. still think they're going to go to the Pacers because okay. they really need an advantage creator and they have equity. And uh, I think it'll be something lines of Walker, salary filler, and uh, the Thunder pick that the Pacers own, which is like 25th right now. That's my guess. Because I don't think Siakam is going to bring you a ton. He's 29 years old. Uh, good player, but removed from his All-NBA season. I I don't see a ton of needs. Maybe he goes to Sacramento. I just wouldn't like that fit. It definitely wouldn't involve Keegan Murray. The Pacers just feel like a kind of easy spot for them, uh, for him. So that's my you know, guess. You know, it'd be funny. I, I, I've had the same. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I had different <laughs> But my, no, my thought was actually Obi Toppin finally gets a chance to start. Finally. And then mm -hmm. a oh, power forward comes in. Okay. And Obi's like, I guess it's just not in the cards for me, huh? 
my thought was instead of Jairus Walker, Obi Toppin gets traded from Indiana to Toronto. And then it's literally oh. just, yeah, Toronto. <laughs> Toronto becomes Knicks North for or the Summer League Knicks that never happened because RJ never played with that Summer League team. But you get RJ and IQ and Obi with Scotty Barnes, which would be hilarious because the Quentin Grimes used to be the other part of the core, but then he would not be him. It would be Scotty Barnes. That is him playing with, with IQ, OB and RJ. The graphic I was pulling, by the way, this is from uh, at Raptors on Twitter. They've officially welcomed to the North, both RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. And this looks very weird. RJ Barrett in a quickly in a, and Emmanuel quickly in Toronto, Toronto Raptors, red and black. RJ wears red well because of Canada quickly mm-hmm. does not. I, I mean, quickly is a Kentucky guy. He's he went blue. to yeah. Knicks. Like that man should be in blue. It's weird to see him in red that damn, that sucks. But yeah, man, I, I, I agree that just, it's jarring when you see jarring. it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Alex, AKA Fargo Tufo, which starter runs with the bench unit? I'd guess OG plus MM. Miles McBride, Dante DiVincenzo, Hart, and Precious Achua. I'm putting Grimes back in the starting lineup. Um, I So we should mention, Quentin Grimes is questionable tonight. So the Knicks have their current uh, starting five. Well, no, not their current starting five because um, RJ Barrett will not be there. So they have the Supernova starting five, which I assume is what they'll go with tonight. Uh, Miles McBride and... Um, let me actually pull it up. Miles McBride, Taj Gibson, Evan Fournier, Fournier Ryan Archdiakono, all available tonight. We'll see if Quentin Grimes is uh, upgraded from questionable. He has an illness, is what they said. Non-COVID-related illness. Um, so I, I don't want to say I'm writing tonight off as a loss. I am curious, especially after Evan Fournier just said I'm never going to play for the Knicks again. <laughs> like what that's going to potentially mean for tonight. Uh, if he doesn't play tonight, he's he's right. He's never playing for the Knicks again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I would also, to Alex's point, uh, think either OG runs with the second unit or maybe Tibbs decides to just stagger Brunson and Randall. I don't think he will. But you know what? But, I, I didn't think RJ and IQ were going to get traded today. So maybe other yeah. things that I don't think will happen will happen soon. Something also I want to bring up. DJ tweeted about this 10 days, uh, 12 days ago, and it was relevant then. And it's even more relevant now. DJ tweeted, uh, Nick's on catch and shoot three is guarded versus unguarded. And it listed Brunson, Quickly, Randall, DDV, Barrett, Hart, and Grimes. And if you... Look at the numbers. I mean, Brunson, for example, when guarded, 42%, unguarded, 56%. Uh, Randall, 34, guarded, 33, unguarded. Uh, DDV, 37 versus 48. The two lowest players in terms of their catch and shoot abilities when guarded, when this was tweeted, and I don't think it will have changed very much. In fact, I think for any, if anything, it wouldn't have changed much at all. Quickly and RJ. Both were at 18%. And I, the next highest person or the next lowest person is Josh Hart, 22%, who was shooting 45% unguarded. The point I'm getting at here is it seems like the Knicks made a very calculated decision of let's also be sacrificing two players who this season, for example, were not shooting well when guarded on catch and shoot threes. And the Knicks love catch and shoot threes. That is something they 
really need. And that's also why, again, I don't love the addition of someone like DeJounte Murray. And the the reason why I would hesitate on making such a trade is because it does gum the works this season. But if you're the Knicks, you've got a month and a week until the trade deadline. Wait as long as you can. Wait until the deadline or closer to it to get someone like DeJounte Murray because the more time, the more games that you have where you don't have to worry about his lower catch-and-shoot abilities, probably the better. And again, if he's going to actively hurt you, then that's a problem. We need to reconsider that trade as a whole. But based on all of this, and the Knicks have, I don't say never, because last year they got Josh Hart a day before the deadline. But traditionally, they were quick to the draw in getting Derrick Rose. They got him Super Bowl weekend before the deadline by like a month. They got Cam Reddish a month before, three weeks before the trade deadline. So they have operated neatly, cleanly and efficiently ahead of schedule when it comes to deadlines. I wonder if they will go to the last minute to get someone else. Uh, it all depends on how other teams are doing. And maybe they're just waiting like vultures to see which team die, which teams die. Like, oh, well, I guess, uh, I guess now's the time, huh? So that's, that's one possibility. 